Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. I'm glad you're here today. We have a fantastic conversation queued up about leadership and revenue growth. You know, right now as we're headed into fall and fourth quarter is right around the corner, uh, this is the time to make sure we've got our foot on the gas. And one of the best ways to grow our business, one of the best ways to accelerate growth is to ensure that we're doing things to build trust with our clients and our prospects. And that's why I'm super excited to announce the 2021 Trust Building Challenge. It's sponsored by Selling from the Heart. And many of you know me from the Selling from the Heart podcast. We are so excited in partnership with BombBomb, the Outbound Conference. We'll be bringing you five days of inspiration, ideas, motivation, Bottom line, challenging you to grow trust with your prospects and clients. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And I want to invite you to be a part of it. Check it out. Thanks to our friends at BombBomb, the Outbound Conference, and other uh, sponsors. You can come to the Trust Challenge for free. So if you're in sales, if you're in marketing, if you're growing your company, you're absolutely going to love the 2021 Trust Building Challenge. As I said, we have a fantastic conversation queued up today about leadership and revenue growth. And as we start, I wanna give a shout out and a huge thank you to our sponsor, Convergo. Uh, if you wanna grow your business faster, you need a revenue growth plan. And Convergo is a team of sales and marketing coaches that help entrepreneurial companies create and execute sales and marketing plans to grow faster. If you'd like to learn more, just go to convergo.co. That's convergo.co. Well, I want to introduce our guest. We have a fantastic episode lined up today, and I want to welcome Jeremy Kubitschek. He is an outlier in the leadership world. He's a, an entrepreneur, a thought leader, an author of several books, including Making Your Leadership Come Alive. Jeremy, it's great to have you here on the Revenue Growth Podcast today. Fired up, Daryl. Love the energy, love the topics. Can't wait to get into it. Well, this is uh, a really critical topic because when we think about revenue growth, a lot of times, of course, we think about sales and all of the different sales strategies and tactics, and which is fantastic. Marketing, we like to think about marketing strategies and tactics and technologies and all of that. But behind all of this is people and above people and all around it is leadership. And the reality, I think, Jeremy, you can have all the tactics in the world but if you don't have great leadership, you're going to struggle to grow your business. 100%. The, the reality is that most leaders have to think about people and they have two uh, ways they can think about them. Number one, you can think of them as an asset or you can think of them as a liability. <laughs> if you think of them as a liability, you will treat them like a liability. And when you treat them like a liability, you'll grumble and complain to other buddies of yours. And you say things like, you, you know, can't find good people these days, can you? God, <laughs> such a hard time. 
no people, sales people, leader people. has ever said that, Jeremy. Nobody <laughs> has ever said that. <laughs> you can't but find people, good salespeople. But it's a mindset. People are yeah. an asset. If you think of them as an asset, you'll train them as an asset. And if you train them as an asset, then you'll create a culture of assets that will probably produce assets, right? So it's the whole idea of first has to start in your own mind. And uh, we use a metaphor at Giant. Uh, it's the metaphor of the Sherpa on Mount Everest, the, mm. that the leadership model is actually a Sherpa. So if you think about Mount Everest, people always think about climbing Mount Everest. Climbers are like employees. Uh, the Sherpa are the, like the leaders. What's interesting about the Sherpa is on Mount Everest, they're the ones that get up before anyone else. They climb to camp one, check the rope, make sure the ladders are good, climb back down, get you, help you climb to camp one. And that's what leaders do. They support and they challenge. They make sure that you've got everything you need. And then they learn how to motivate you to get where you're supposed to go. But no one wants to follow an asthmatic Sherpa. And that's the problem is that most leaders are asthmatic Sherpas because they haven't thought about it. They've just thought about climbing. They haven't thought about helping others climb. That's uh, what, it, what the asthmatic Sherpa it just makes me laugh thinking about that. But at the, you know, the reality is um, leadership, as you said, is a mindset. Growth is a mindset as well. How, how do you see, what ways do you see great leaders supporting growth and maybe on the other side of it, not so asthmatic leaders um, hindering growth inside organizations? So it's all it's all expectations first. So if you have a leader who's growth minded, okay, let's assuming that people are watching you are going to be growth oriented. So what happens then is they set such high expectations. We're going to get to the the top uh, by you know in, in two months, three months. So you have to first start with expectations. Are those expectations impossible, or are they unrealistic, or are they realistic? And the reality is that most leaders, what they've done is they're always thinking about tomorrow, but they're disconnected with their people. So they leave their people behind. So they start climbing the mountain going, come on, let's go. And then they look behind them and then they're like, golly, and they got to come back down the mountain to get them. Well, the reality is you have to go to camp one, then camp two, then camp three. So a terminology I like to use is slow down to speed up. Mm. Because most of the time, and I know this firsthand because this is me, I've pushed for so much growth most of my life that I realized I didn't get alignment and I wasn't, I didn't have people following me. So I was two mountains ahead and I had to come back and get them. So to slow down to speed up basically means um, I've got to communicate. I've got to have the right relational trust. Do they want to follow me? Then I've got to get to alignment. Whereas most leaders, they always force people to go, can we just get on the same page? Can we mm -hmm. just make it happen? Mm -hmm. So they push for the same page and they push for, for execution. And everyone wants to execute, execute. But if you do not have relational trust, psychological safety, if you have not communicated clearly, then you're going to get compliance and not engagement. And there's a big, big difference with engagement. So you have to slow down to get people engaged. It makes me think of one of my favorite sales books, Kevin Davis's book, Slow Down, Sell Faster. And, and it's interesting because I know we have a lot of sales leaders listening into the podcast. And, and we know when it comes to a sales relationship uh, that the relationship is paramount, that, that it's critical to have that relationship of trust is what we're going to talk about in the trust building challenge. 
Um, but it's funny because it seems like uh, while we know that as salespeople, when we get promoted up into that level of management and, you know, marketing, my marketing friends, it's no different. We get promoted up into that level of management. We forget that the relationship is paramount. And, and that right there, um, I think that's pure gold for leaders to remember these relationships that you have with your people. Uh, you had to have relationships with your clients. Otherwise, it wouldn't go mm -hmm. anywhere. You need those same relationships. If you think about the, the two phrases, want to or have to. Mm. So think about think about every leader that you've had, Daryl, in your life, that you've had you, every boss that you've worked for. Mm. And if you just listed their name and then next to listed wanted to work for them, want to or had to. So if you wanted to, how mm -hmm. many bosses did you have that you wanted to work for versus had to work for? Mm -hmm. And then what was your attitude like? What was your what was your success like in that career or that job, what have you. So now anyone listening, think about all of your employees and anyone that you're leading, if you're a manager of sales, professional sales leaders, or if you're leading anyone, make a list of all of those employees and then literally go, do they want to follow you or do they have to follow you right now? Mm -hmm. What would they say? And that's the idea of engagement. Like uh, you have to learn how to calibrate high support and high challenge. Because if they sense that you're for yourself, they will not give you their best. If they sense that you're against them, then they will not, they'll put up a wall of self-preservation. So to get them on board and turn them into an asset means that you have to get into the world of trust, which is what you've been talking about, which means they have to know that you're fighting for their highest possible good, mm -hmm. that you want the highest for them and you want the highest for the organization. And ultimately, you're a Sherpa with this group of, of guides trying to get them up the mountain and they trust you, which means you have to have the right people in the very beginning. It's really hard if you don't have the right people. And there are a lot of times when you're like, yeah, we've got people who are not going to make it at this altitude and you have to send them back, right? They're not on the team. I'm assuming here in this conversation, you've got the right people or can at least got people who have the potential to get to the next level but it really depends on you as a leader. Yeah, you know, it's interesting as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm realizing, and this this is a little out of character for the, the Revenue Growth Podcast, but the reality is so much of growth and being a leader, a leader that is developing and, and leading a culture of growth requires a lot of inner work. You know, we think about strategies and execution and, and all of that, it's all good, but there's a there's a time, it sounds like, where it's critical for growth-minded mm -hmm. leaders to step back and really ask some gut-level questions to themselves. Yeah, one would be eliminating hypocrisy. Mm. So here's the what happens: leaders um, have a tendency to go, "This is where we're going. Let's go. I need you to dot da dot da dot." And then the the climbers, the the employees, are like, "You're not doing it." you're telling us to do something you're not doing? Yeah, great. You didn't read the book. You want us to read it? You're not doing that. You want us to do it? Mm -hmm. So what happens then is is uh, lead thyself, right? Know yourself to lead yourself. You have mm -hmm. to lead. And, and if people see that you're self-aware and you're leading yourself, they'll be more open to it themselves because they're like, you know what? I'd, I want to work for him or her and she or he seems to be doing what he's asking me to do. Okay. 
Now there's no hypocrisy. So that's stage one. The second part of that is then you have to know the people you're leading. Uh, so in my book, The 100X Leader is one of my books. And if, if you like this concept, The 100X Leader is full of all of this. Um, I, um, I talked all about the realities of, um, you know, leadership is, is a culture and you have to be the leader of the culture. So therefore you have to lead yourself, but you have to lead those that are in your culture. So you have to know them. So I interviewed the Sherpa and I interviewed them on Mount Everest. They have like Wi-Fi. literally, it's really good. <laughs> and, uh, awesome. and I'm talking to the Sherpa and I'm like, so how do you take, you know, each Sherpa has five climbers. And I go, but how do you know how to motivate each one? And what they're basically saying is they have an intuitive nature of recognizing personality. They've gotten really good at it. Mm -hmm. So they know this person needs, this guy, he likes a stiff yelling. Yell him at him and that'll motivate him. This person wants a pat on the back. This person just needs a look. This person needs you to come beside them and walk with them. So what happens is that most leaders tend to treat their employees exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. It's like a football coach who yells at everyone expecting mm -hmm. the same results. It doesn't work. So you have to know. So we have another resource called the five voices. It's personality simplified where everyone can play. Well, you have to know your employees. You have to know what motivates them, what's their incentive, what stress behavior looks like. And if you know and understand that, you'll be a people whisperer. And that is, it's, a, it's above and beyond what most people do. But if you want to be really, really good, you have to lead yourself. And then you have to know the people that you're leading. Oh, that's that's powerful. I'm getting so many ideas, and and I know uh, all of everyone listening in right now is is writing stuff down because this is this is extremely powerful to recognize the leadership components of driving growth in an organization. Jeremy, I'm curious if you're if 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 I'm a leader and uh, I've you know climbed up the mountain and uh, what's that old leadership quote? Right, you need to turn around and see who's following you. You're not leading. If no one's following you, you're just taking a walk. Mm -hmm. I brutalize mm -hmm. that quote, by the way. But but if yeah. I'm one of those leaders and I'm, you know, I turn around and I look down the mountain and, you know, everyone's still back at base camp. Um, and I've realized that I've got a, an issue here in terms of where I'm trying to go and and, and my people are, are way far behind me. Coach us on, like, what, what would you do? How, what would you advise for someone like that to do to, to fix that problem. Staying in the metaphor here, you gotta realize if you climb Mount Everest, uh, if you actually, if we actually went there, it takes three months to climb it. You get there in March and you don't climb it until May. Mm. You actually climb and then go back down and you climb up and you go back down. You're acclimating and you're practicing and you're making sure you're good. And then there's a go point. If you, if you turn around and look that there's no one behind you, it's okay, start over. Mm. Go all the way back to base camp. Okay, guys, everyone, look, let's start over. Let me tell you, here's where I'm wanting to go. Mm -hmm. And then you start building bridges. So what's happening? What do you not understand? Where do we need to get to? And you start all the way back over 101. You start going, okay, guys, we're going to go from here to here. Don't point to the summit. Point to camp one. Let's just go there. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got here. Now let's all acclimate. Now the next thing we're gonna do, so like in our teams, I've got a number of companies that I am uh, own and a part of, but we have implemented sprint systems, but we do one week sprints and we do daily standups, but we do one week sprints. Guys, by Friday, we wanna be here. 
And we also, uh, we ask him, is this realistic or unrealistic? We don't mm -hmm. think it's impossible, but it, well, it's a stretch, but we think we can get it done. Awesome. Next week, we review it and then we get the next Friday, then review it and get the next Friday. So oftentimes uh, leaders leave people because they set these massive goals that seem impossible. They're, they don't seem impossible to you. It could be a stretch for you, but this could be a new climber. And so they give up and go back to base camp and get warm and sit around with everybody else sitting in the pit of despair. <laughs> well, and and I, all you had, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> just, I'm just laughing because I've seen this happen. I've, I've been guilty of the same thing. I mean, it's a visionary. I go, we're going to go to the top of the mountain. You know, we're 10 million. And by the end of next year, we're going to be publicly traded, you know, and, all of, and every, you know, everyone's sitting there going, this guy is nuts, right? There's no way we could do that. However, I'm just seeing the picture here because we set these, uh, these revenue goals, but let's, let's chunk that out, right? Let's chunk that into base camps that we can actually get to and see some success. Cause you do a couple of years of setting, an outrageous goal. No one buys into it and you don't hit it. Uh, you do that a couple cycles and no one believes in you at all. So I, I had to Absolutely. pause there because I think this is really paramount for um, sales leaders and business leaders to take these three-year goals, five-year goals, big, hairy visions and chunk them into accessible, doable ones. Yeah, I mean, drop this on you guys. So everyone listened, here's a crazy thought. 73% of the population are present oriented. Only 27% are future oriented, which means that they can see the future and they can see where you're going. So if you drop in now, the majority of sales and marketing leaders happen to be in the future oriented personalities. Mm -hmm. So if you understand that, then you know, that's good. But if you, if you think about just, if you just hire people off the street, the chances of them being present oriented, which means this, they wake up every day going, where are we going? They're not looking from the top and working down. They're looking in front of them and moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you stand, stand there with them and go, we're going all the way to the top, they're like, they get lost very, very quickly. Yeah. And they can go back with everyone else. So to your point, chunk those out. We're going right there to camp one. Do you see it? So we need you to do this, this, and this. And then that'll get us to the clearing and we'll be right at camp one. Awesome. There's only a few people who are going, we're going to the summit. We'll be at 10 million, like you mentioned. So yeah. you have to understand those dynamics and speak the language of the people in front of you. It's because a lot of people, uh, we call them guardians and nurturers. Mm -hmm. uh, the nurturers are 43%, the guardians are 30%. And that 73%, you have to speak their language of baby steps. Here's, here's why we're doing it. Here's how people are going to get taken care of. Here's where we're going. Here's the resources that you need. We're giving them the details and the things they need to be able to cross. The frustration is most future-oriented voices go, are you serious? We're so intuitive. We'll figure it out as we go. But that's just not the way that the majority of the world works. Oh, that's, that's so rich. So what else would you say to that leader that's looking back down the hill? They're doing the reset. And nobody's, nobody's been following and they want to start over again and, and get some, some motion. There's a phrase we like to use at Giant. It's, uh, it's called uh, basically calling people up, not out. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that you, if you've been in the leadership position and gotten frustrated, you probably called people out a lot. So therefore, you eliminate trust and there's self-preservation 
preservation goes up and they may view you as a dominator, someone who uses fear and manipulation to get people up the mountain and they know your tricks. And so they kind of work around you and they kind of like handle your frustration. And then when you leave, then they kind of get back to, to normal. Well, the reality is if you call people up, it's like, hey, Daryl, come on, man. Hey, dude, I know this is in you. I've seen you. I know we can do this. In fact, this is where I want to go. I want to go there right with you and I want to support you and help you. I know it's in you. Come on, man, let's do this. So there's motivational calling them up, but you're never calling them out like, all right, Daryl, dadgummit. You know what, Daryl? If you don't want the job, there's five other people who are waiting for your job. <laughs> you're my first sales manager right there. I was just having flashbacks. <laughs> This mindset is so powerful. And, you know, I want to shift the conversation in the, in the time we have remaining to, to vision um, and creating this culture of growth. You know, a lot of, I, I know a lot of leaders that are frustrated that um, their teams just don't seem to be, you said at the beginning, they're not motivated. You can't find dot, 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 you know, all of that. Um, you know, if you're, if you're feeling that frustration about the, the growth mindset or lack thereof, of your team or your company, how, how do you begin to, to turn a culture towards growth? So uh, shifting metaphors, uh, <laughs> metaphor, think, think of the uh, greenhouse, okay? Think okay. of a greenhouse and a gardener. Uh, culture, culture is a greenhouse. Uh, the gardener is responsible. So the question, if you get a new plant and a plant's in a greenhouse, does the plant want to grow? Yes or no? I think so. Naturally, a plant wants to grow, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it naturally grows. So people want to grow, but then you get those uh, damaged plants mm -hmm. who've been damaged by the last culture they were in. No one watered them. No one put them in the right sunlight. And mm -hmm. it takes a while for them to get healthy again. So here's the responsibility. Your responsibility is to look at your plants and position them to grow. So uh, if you treat all the plants exactly the same, well, a cactus doesn't need much water. Uh, a ficus ne needs a lot of, of water. So some people need more water. Some people mm -hmm. need more sunlight. Some people need a different soil. You just gotta be, you have to understand it's not all the same. Don't treat every employee the same. Understand incentive. Understand uh, work style. Uh, understand, um, you, you know, their their positioning, what they're trying to accomplish in their life, in the season of life. Well, if they know that you understand those things and you position them for growth, then they want to grow. Then your desire for growth and their want to growth will actually start seeing growth. So it's oftentimes, though, for some people, it's not motivating. Like you said, the summit's not motivating. It's got to be something different. So you you. You become a people whisperer. It's a Sherpa. You understand um, what's undermining their influence. What support do they need right now? What challenge do they need right now? How do I help them get to the next level? The problem with it is it's so blasted hard. But once you do it right, and then you find someone who's really, really good at being a gardener, you, you promote them. They're a Sherpa, a gardener, whatever they basically are working on helping everyone thrive. Then you've got traction then you've got motivation Then you start moving in the right direction. So that's an example of, of just the metaphor. Like you're a gardener, if you're a leader of people and your responsibility is to water, 
put them in the right position them correctly and if you do it right they'll their want to grow will actually catch up with your desire for their growth so yeah i want to key that that is a powerful mindset and one of the things that stood out that i just want to run a highlighter over real quick is when you get in that plant that wasn't taken care of right now you know there's there is the um, you know massive turnover in the workplace right now. There's a lot of companies in sales and marketing teams onboarding new people um, in the middle of of all of the great resignation or whatever we want to call it. There's there's a lot of uh, shift in opportunity. You're getting people onto your team right now that came from another organization and they left for a reason, right? They they probably wasn't just about the money. Um, it, there was probably, maybe they weren't getting the sunlight or the water or whatever they needed. Um, and you've got a plant coming into your organization that you think is going to be a superstar because, you know, you read their resume, but the reality is they, they may need a little bit of, of TLC. And I think a, a mindset of understanding that when we bring someone mm -hmm. on board and even just having that as a category to, to realize that they may need a little bit of, um, support to get back to a hundred percent and and it, and it really does come back to what you said it's like uh self-work what's it like to be on the other side of you mm. <laughs> yeah would you would you want to work for you <laughs> there's a gut check that's right it. there <laughs> that's good well Jeremy, so those I just are all opportunities for your growth yeah, go ahead. It's so good. I, I just want to say a sincere thank you for sharing time today. And um, tell us a little bit more about how we can take a deeper dive into the, into all these topics. You've got a rich wealth of, of knowledge and insight here. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's really simple. We simply certify people to use our content and we made it so affordable that anybody, why wouldn't you kind of a thing? And so uh, we basically have something called Giant TV. So it's it's Giant is, is where most people use resources. Uh, we put a link to yours. So giantcoach.com slash revenue growth. Awesome. So giantcoach.com slash revenue growth is for any listener. And what we've done is you can take a free assessment to find out what your wiring is. We took uh, a Jungian type and where uh, like Myers-Briggs and all that mm -hmm. comes from. And we created a simpler language nice. called the five voices. And if mm -hmm. you want to know what your wiring is and you want your employees to take it, it's free. You can take it through uh, giantcoach.com slash revenue growth, and you can actually find out what your wiring is. And there's all types of videos on helping you see what it's like to be on the other side of you. Oh, fantastic. That's so generous. We'll put that link in the show notes as well. Jeremy, uh, thank you so much for investing in us today. You're a true inspiration. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate all you do. Awesome. Well, what a fantastic conversation today. And I don't know about you. I am challenged to the core on this. Uh, I can't wait to go out and take that assessment and and dive deeper. I have this realization. Um, I see clearer than ever that as sales and marketing leaders, one of the best things that we can do is we can grow as leaders um, so that we can help our teams move up the mountain of revenue growth. What a great analogy today. I want to say a sincere thank you to our sponsor for this episode, Convergo. Go to convergo.co to learn more about how your company can get a plan and coaches to help you execute a revenue growth plan. Also, thank you to everybody that's leaving reviews on the Revenue Growth Podcast, sharing it on social. It helps us spread the word. We've got an exciting fall of episodes lined up. I can't wait to introduce guests that are going to help you drive your revenue growth. So 
Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a champion for growth. And until next time, let's get going and let's get growing. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.